Hello and a very, very warm welcome to the Southwest Non-League Show. So now I must apologise to start off with um, for this week's episode being quite late. Uh, my plan has sort of been scuppered uh, what I was, was going to do due to sort of a laptop issue. Uh, the laptop basically melted in the heat. A poorly baby and stuff coming up at work this week. So I apologise this is quite a bit later than planned. But nonetheless, I am getting around to it. Um, so this is going to be my final pre-season one before I start getting into the sort of the league ones, which obviously is going to be next week. Um, ahead of the start of this league season, uh, a week tomorrow, which is uh, exciting. Finally getting underway. It feels like a lifetime since May. Um, so I'm already in the process of uh, planning and recording bits for those episodes. Um, hopefully I'll manage to get a, a game, sort of a featured game, and do a further featured episode on that one. Um, but I'm not sure, because uh, this is going on holiday next week, away next weekend. So um, plans are all up a bit in the air, but hopefully I do manage to get to a game next weekend. So this one is a review of last weekend, and the original plan was what was to do was to do a whole roundup of the games uh, that I uh, fixtures that I mentioned um, in the previous one, as well as sort of the featured games, games I went into detail of, um, but also the other uh, other fixtures I went there and the featured game, which is the gate, which is what I'm going to be mentioning in the moment. Um, but since uh, many games have passed since then, it's been nearly a week. Um, I'm just going to glide over that for now. Um, for the league ones I'll be doing that's what I'll be doing um but for this one I sort of just wanted to get up and talk about um where where I went last weekend what game and that's so I want to review that um so as many of you will know from the live tweets and from the profile I went to see watch Bitten versus Bridlington yes Bridlington not Brislington um, which was in the Tall Station Interleague Charity Cup I know a very catchy name that um this was held at Bridgewater Town's ground at Fairfax Park and was a thoroughly enjoyable. It was a really, really thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyable afternoon. If I get my words out, easy for me to say. Um, although my missus probably wouldn't say so, as I was late for our evening plans. Sorry, love about that. Um, so the game was held to raise some money for a very a worthy charity, which was uh, Bloodwise. Um, the day was put on by Tool Station, and they invited a team from the two leagues they sponsor. So one being the Western League, which was Bitten, they were carrying the flag for for that one, and the Northern Counties League East, who Bridlington were carrying the flag for. Um, the teams both finished third in their respective leagues, I believe, and I'm not sure of the whole selection process around this game, but uh, someone quoted it was a bit of a third-place charity shield. Uh, but nonetheless, it turned out to be a very enjoyable game. Now, it was only a pre-season game, but sort of, I suppose, with the North versus South rivalry, um, both teams are up for it, and they don't really, they never go, or they don't not play each other very often. Um, I think possibly the first meeting between the two clubs. So it's one of those you're not going to get to avenge later on in the season, um, or or in the near future. And boy, did it produce a great game. Um, so before we talk about talk about the game and, and the whole day and everything, uh, let's talk about why why this game. Um, so I saw it advertised on Twitter. See, great Twitter advertising tool. All clubs, if there's any clubs out there that don't use it or anyone doesn't use it for any reason and that does stuff, it's brilliant. I that's how I saw this. Um, I see a lot more on Twitter than you do any other social media platform um, because maybe you sort you can tailor it to yourself as well. And and Facebook messes up with the way it, you see things on there. Uh, so I saw this um, st- advertised on Twitter, and the reason it stood out uh, was because I saw Brid- Bitten versus Bridlington. And I've had to check it probably a hundred times to make sure that it wasn't Brislington in Bristol, uh, which would have made more sense. Uh, but no, it was Bridlington um, from the northeast of Yorkshire. Um, so, I, I, so the reason why it stood out was I was born in York, uh, Bridlington. So by birth, yes, I am a Yorkshire man. Thick accent and everything. You can really tell that. Um, 
now I did only live up there for a year or two of my life um, until my family moved to Plymouth because um, we followed, basically followed my granddad about because he was in the Navy, so uh, quite heavily sort of Navy-based thing there. Um, so I moved to Plymouth, um, so I sort of one extreme to the other, right up from the north, um, maybe not as far up as north as you go, but it's quite it's quite northerly, it's quite easterly, uh, right down to the west country and southwest. Um, and then I've moved about a few times since I've, I've been in Corsham at Halavington before I ended up in nearby Malmesbury. Um, I want to go to Scotland next, just to shake it further. Um, so I've been, but I've been meaning to go up to Bridlington for a game for a long time and see the town and stuff that I was born in. Uh, but I've never had the chance. It's never materialised. Um, I'm still planning to go up there. It's just I've just never, never had the time uh, to. Um, but this was the perfect opportunity to see them as for the first time that I'll ever see them as it was only an hour and a bit away from my current residence and it also worked out well uh, for what I was doing with this. So I toddled on down to Bridgewater and watched the game. So the game was held at Fairfax Park in, in Bridgewater um, and I put a tweet to review the grounds. Um, I did say I'll explain the ratings in, the, in, in this episode about that so let's do that. So uh, the ground review. So hospitality, I rated that 10 out of 10 and, and the reason was that because it was I think I, hopefully I'm, I'm rating most grounds this, but it will be honest. Uh, it, I, I had a very warm welcome for the moment I walked in. The guy on the turnstile very lovely. Had a great chat. Um, I got, uh, my name was put on the put on the gate uh, to get in, so he had a chat and asked me what I was doing and had had a little chat about that. Um, but then I paid must have paid my entrance fees in uh, raffle tickets because I love a raffle um, and it's all for it was a very very worthy cause and there's some great prizes. Um, so yeah, and and everyone that I met, um, there was the the secretary uh, down that I met that who'd put my name and spoke to on Twitter, put my name in the gate. Um, who I spoke to, he came up to. We had a great chat about um all things Bridgewater and, and non-league and stuff. It was really good to get an insight into the club there. Um, there's a few other people I met in the clubhouse, the guy behind the bar, um, and other other people, fans of of both sides. But um, the the Bridgewater fans there that didn't travel to watch their first team friendly, um, locals, and and they were all really friendly and got chatting to them about uh, what what I was doing and stuff, uh, which was really really good. So yeah, hospitality could not fault that. A very hospitable place, and you'll get a very warm welcome if you ever go down there. Um, fan facilities, um, so a nine out of ten for this. Now, it's this was a difficult one to rate because I haven't again I haven't got a lot to represent it against. Um, I have been to a few away games with sort of Miles Victoria and a few other non-league grounds watching preseason friendlies and stuff uh, with sort of football league clubs swindled and stuff. So. I do have little bits of what I can rate it against, um, but fan facilities. I again, I gave it a nine out of ten because maybe a perfect ten. You, it, I, I don't know. It depends on what you like. But the ground had a bar, uh, which felt very cosy. It was a very very nice bar. Um, lots of seating. Um, good view. The only thing maybe um, I didn't notice again. Like this, I didn't notice. So it, they may very well have it, but didn't have Sky Sports or anything like that, which some clubs do, which is a benefit. But this didn't. But it didn't take anything away. That's not what I was there for. But obviously, for some people, that's vital for their, their hackers and stuff um, so that so that wasn't um, maybe, that maybe why they lost the mark but that, that, that's what they didn't have but it was very nice, very nice in the bar um, and they also had which obviously would be very nice on a cold winter's day it was very hot um, last, last Saturday so I spent the majority of my time outside in the sun um, trying to keep in the cool and it's got four covered stands as well, uh, which two are seating stands on the sort of side, uh, one quite small, and then their main grandstand over. If you if you go to the ground, looking over the, uh, to to the train line, 
Um, and they also have two goals, uh, two shelters behind the goals um, that have been referred to by some as resembling bus shelters. Um, but then again, I suppose they'd keep you dry. Um, so they're good in my book. And some grounds don't have any cover um, or very little, especially not behind both goals. Um, so that was very good. And they also have uh, a little cafe as well, um, a separate sort of little port cabin thing, uh, which is very welcome for people that don't want to go into the bar. Um, there's seating in there as well. Um, and, and that was that was really good as well. Um, and we'll go more on to that because obviously I'm going to talk about uh, food and drink prices. Um, so the, the, the prices, again, I, I rated that 10 out of 10. Really couldn't fault that. They're very good prices for food um, and a pint of lager. Um, it was around about £3.50 for a pint of lager and it was £2.50 for the burger that I had. Um, but the other food was chips and stuff and I think that was some of that with the chips and like Curry, cheesy chips, curry sauce and gravy, or um, whatever that was like three quid, or might even be like two fifty. So it was all it was all really good price. You know, I don't think you'd be paying more than three pounds for a single thing in there. Um, and the uh, we'll go on to the offering of it because the offering in in the food, um, I rated that uh, food and drink offering I rated that eight out of ten. We'll stick with the cafe for the moment because uh, the cafe was it had it had loads and off it had Cornish pasties, sausage rolls, uh, burgers, chips, um, pre- uh, confectionery items, crisps, and um, hot drinks, cold drinks as well as so Coke, uh, teas, coffees. So that was really good. Um, I didn't notice any signs for hot drinks because I wasn't looking for it. Um, so that's again a fault on my part. Um, so I didn't notice whether they did bovrels and stuff. But I imagine they they may do and they do hot chocolates as well. Um, in terms of the bar as well. The offering there for offering there for Jolly Juice, again really good. There's a selections of real ales on tap, um, lo- loads of lagers and ciders on tap, bottles of, of everything. Um, so the offer there was really good, and I rated that eight out of ten. Um, because I don't know, I don't rate everything ten out of ten because it seemed like they paid me to do it, but you know, and I don't have everything to compare it to. So maybe I, I could revisit this one. And I will revisit uh, Bridgewater again later on this season. Maybe after I've done a few grounds, and we can do sort of revisit the ground review and see if anything's changed on it or not. Hopefully not though, um, because it was a really good uh, place. Um, so overall, I averaged it out. Um, very difficult. Um, it was about nine, overall, it's nine point two five out of ten uh, for now. So that's very good for them um so they could maybe they could i'll get send it start sending stickers out like scores on the doors of the food hygiene and they can put on southwest football league non-league show rated this one out of 10 9.25 and do that for every ground if every ground you go to get similar sort of scores it'll seem a bit fishy um but yeah i, I might say doing that it depends how much money i can raise whatever um, but that, yeah so that's that's that out of the way um so let's talk about the game Wow. <laughs> um, so the start is somewhat of a real haze of, of what happened. Uh, basically, I think I think Bridlington kicked off. It might have been bitten. Um, I literally started to turn around to the game and within three minutes, uh, Bridlington has scored the opening goal of the game. Um, they sort of attacked. The ball, ball went in. It looked like a sort of nothing ball and uh, the Bridlington number 10 just smashed it, sort of connected with it lovely, took a touch uh, and smashed it home. Um, which was a good thing, which was brilliant. And then you're thinking, Christ, it could be a cricket score. And as I was live tweeting the game, as many of you would have seen, um, and that, as I was typing that tweet up, um, about, a, about a minute later, um, another goal had gone in. They doubled their lead. Um, and it was looking like it was going to be a tough afternoon for Bitten. Um, Bridlington's second goal as well was a great finish. It chipping the keeper from about 20 yards out. I can't say much about the build-up, um, about how they even won the ball back, because I was literally typing the tweet up. I saw the guy, I was level with the guy when he hit it, and just looked up and saw this guy level hit it and just saw it f- go over the green of the Bitten keeper. Um, so yeah, it looked like it was going to be a very tough afternoon for Bitten. But then, on six minutes, Bitten pulled one back. Um, 
they they sort of, I think a cross went into the box there again, and it it was headed home. It, it wasn't anything spectacular, um, but it was a, it was the, it was vital. They had pulled one back, and maybe it looked like it was going to be a bit of a closer game after all. Um, from then onwards, though, the, the the first half did settle down a little bit. I needed a lie down after that, but it did settle down a bit, um, and it became a very end to end game. It didn't get any more boring by any stretches. Both teams. Um, had periods where they were on top. Um, I'd say Bitten were slightly edging it, ever so slightly though, um, despite being a goal down. So, and I do. You often hear it where when teams are on the back foot, they do tend to be on top in a game, having more possession because they are trying to get that goal more than the other team. The other team may try and hit them on the break to try and increase their lead, but the, the team that are behind generally, um, if they if they're able, if they're going to get back into the game, will be on the front foot. Um, and, and both teams had uh, their moments, both creating lots of chances um, and both very unlucky not to score not to score um, any for any goals um, straight up from that. Um, and I feel I feel as well if Bridlington had scored again, it would probably may have killed the game off. Um, we don't I don't know that for definite, but just the feeling that I think if Bridlington had scored, um, I, the bitter may have been a bit deflated from it from how well they were attacking and stuff and it might have just made the game a bit more sluggish or Bridlington might have gone on and started hitting another double um, and then all of a sudden you're sort of a couple of goals behind uh, but we'll never really really know that because right on the stroke of half time deep in the first half stoppage time which was due mainly to the ball doing magic tricks and disappearing quite a few times during the game Bitten pulled level and it's probably the best time to score, literally on the stroke of half time, sixth minute of stoppage time. Um, we're not, we weren't sure, obviously, we weren't sure how how long was left. Um, the liner wasn't very helpful when I asked him, um, and the ref was too far away. Um, but it is the the best time to score, worst time to concede, because obviously the momentum may shift to the other side, and it sort of deflates you going in before half time. You might be feeling good going in at two one, going in at two two, conceding a late goal isn't great. Um, so the game kicked back off. Uh, so the game kicked back off again after the goal, and the ref blew for a much-needed break for all. Um, then I went off to sample the bar again and the the burger. Um, so then the second half started, um, and Bitten came out the more lively of the two sides, um, and they looked to be carried on from where they'd left off the first half. That momentum thing was was it was in their favour, and um, they came out the traps a lot quicker. Um, but then the second half sort of settled down and was much more the same. Uh, the first team, same as the first half. Sorry, um, both teams would have about a five ten minute period would be on top. Uh, then it would go a bit bitty. Then one team would come out of possession and be on top again. Um, and both sides had many chances during the second half. Um, Pitton had a great chance where where a shot from distance produced a great save from the Bridlington goalkeeper. Uh, that resulted in a corner. Uh, the corner managed to find uh, a bit in head. The keeper parried it out. Um, a shot, uh, and then the bitten player fell to. Uh, yeah, the, sorry, kept that shot. The bitten player fell to um, ha- had another shot, and the Bridlington defender put everything on the line and um, stop it going in, um, and he stopped it on the line with it with his whole body, um, and that's sort of that's great commitment for a friendly, um, and that really sort of set the tone for the day day that neither side wanted to lose this game, and it was it was much more competitive than your standard. Um, pre-season friendly because you you worry about going to these things they're just going to be pre-season friendly and it's going to fizzle out to nothing maybe maybe a one one all or a one nil win either way or a couple of goal things and it had already been quite a good game before that um, but it was sort of maybe settling into could could have settled into sort of the standard pre-season friendly sort of thing um, but it was neither side did want to lose that game 
and um, I suppose it is a thought it is a little bit it is silverware. Uh, it might only be a preseason charity cup, but people can count the community shield, don't they? So it all it all counts. It's, it's you want to win every game of football anyway, regardless if it's preseason. That's commitment I like. I if I go out and play, I want to win every game. I'm a bit of kick about your mates. I want to win. Um, so I can I can sort of share that, and that's the feeling I got of both sides as well. They both wanted when uh, fitness was coming second, and there were a few tackles there. I think uh, the the bitten striker ended up getting injured from a perfectly fair tackle, um, but it, it, it just the follow through got he got a knock from it, um, and that, that maybe not normally happens in preseason. Players normally worried about it, but bitten players and Bridlington players were going into the challenges. No one was pulling out, and everyone was committing fully to the cause, um, which was fantastic to see and made even better for the neutral and us on the sidelines. Um, it was really really good to watch um although during the during the second half something i've never seen before and i'm not sure if it's now the correct ruling to do um or if it's because it was just because it was sort of a more of a pre-season friendly competition um but bitten one back possession uh for, from bridlington as they went to pass it through uh, the referee got in the way and it bounced back to a bridlington player and they would have then been able to turn around and go towards the bitten goal um, but then as, the, as it sort of fell to the bridlington player the referee blew up and gave bitten the ball um, and basically a free kick, or if if you like, sort of basically the, like the new drop ball, where it's not a drop ball, they just pop it on the ground and you kick it back. But there was no kicking it back; it was sort of a carry on with play. So I'd go with free kick, um, and, and not I, I was with the Bridlington players of this one. I think a lot of people were Bridlington players weren't happy with that, um, as you'd expect. Um, and I myself found it quite odd, as I am a qualified referee myself. And back at refereeing school, uh, they tell you that on on the field that you are essentially a blade of grass. So if the ball hits you, play carries on, even if it goes in. Um, so unless there's been a rule changed, I think it was just in a bit spirit of a preseason friendly. Um, but I think if that happened in a league game, I think there would be absolute uproar. Um, but it was, it was just a strange f- thing to see. Because um, speaking of that, there's there's because there's a famous story as well. Um, of a ref scoring back in the, the very olden days. Uh, there was an FA Cup tie between Chelsea and Leeds. Um, it went to a replay, I think, a couple of times. Um, and the sides couldn't be separated. And the same referee refereed all the games. Um, and then it came in sort of last dying minutes of the, of the last replay. Um, and the ball ball came came up and over. Um, and instead of a Chelsea... I think it was a Chelsea... Yeah, instead of a Chelsea player knocking it in, um, the ref knocked it in and gave Chelsea the goal. Now I'm not sure much details. I've tried looking up stuff about this, um, and it was it was told to me to by a taxi driver when I was about eleven. I did believe it at the time, um, but I'm not sure how true it is. Um, but it's it's a good story, and what relevance it has to Bitten versus Bridlington in the Toolstation Charity Trophy in 2019, I don't know. But hey, there we go. That's podcast for you. <laughs> um, right, let's get on to the end of this game and wrap this up for you because um, you might be getting a bit bored now. Um, but I, I'm certainly not. Uh, so Bridlington looked to be heading on top uh, towards the sort of last eight ten minutes, um, and they were they were creating a lot more chances. They were taking shots. They looked like they looked like they'd score next for all. If you if you put a bet on if you'd watched that just bit of the game, you knew you were going to bet on which team were going to score next and sort of take the honors. Um, it would have been Bridlington. A lot of people were saying it um, around me. But then, just after Bridlington have an attack, it gets blocked. Bitten get win the ball back. Bitten went on a counter, completely against the runner play. They went with pace. Just as the, they played the final ball to unpick the lock and get the golden chance. Slam! Bridlington man takes the bit of man out. Last its challenge. Looks to be just over the chalk and in the penalty box. We've got a penalty. We've got a penalty here. Alas, no, the referee judged it to be outside the box, so a boring free kick ensured. Good from a Bridlington point of view, possibly. 
Um, and it, from that then, it looked like it maybe could end level, um, and he sort of headed into the last minute of time. Uh, so the free kick is taken. It clips the wall. A bitten player reacts quickest and and then slots it home. Bloody hell! This is harsh, and it was harsh on Bridlington. Like I was going, my word, this it is harsh on Bridlington. At that point, they were they went two 0 up in four minutes, being pegged back to right at the death on eighty nine minutes on the clock. They were looking for all the worlds like they were going to score. They just couldn't get it in the net. The bitten keeper was pulling off great saves. There's blocks going in, and it just looked like they were they were just going to get what that chance and get it in. Um, and it looked, would there be another chance in stoppage time? Sadly, no. That was it. It finished 3-2 uh, to Bitten. And they edged our northern Fred, friends, Bridlington. Um, both teams collect their medals at the end. And, and Bitten got the, the trophy, a little, little keepsake for the day. I'm sure they get to keep it. It didn't look like it had engraved. It looked like it just had the winners for this year on it. Um, it didn't look like anything much special. But it's good to put up in the clubhouse, I'm sure. Um, I think it was a harsh result. On Brit- uh, half shot on Bredditton, half shot on the game as a whole, because neither team really to deserve to lose. Um, it was going to be one way, a, a game where a team had to lose. Um, I'm not sure if it went straight to penalties or extra time, maybe, but a draw at the end of 90 minutes would have been fair. Um, but football's never fair, and at least it's only a, a pre-season competition, no matter how much you want to win it. Um, I do hope, though, because it is a long way. It's 260 miles, so you're looking at for nearly 600 mile round trip um or nearly five sorry 500 mile round trip over um for bridlington so i really do hope the bridlington players weren't heading straight back up the road and um, we got to see some sites such as western supermare go ride some donkeys and hopefully sink some beers and have a good night out um and hopefully a bit lads did as well or at least went back and had a cold one a well-earned cold one at their clubhouse um, but they only travelled about 40 miles 80 miles round trip um <clears throat> so uh, the ref would have maybe shown a red if it was a league encounter or a cup encounter or a season proper encounter. Um, but it was pre-season and he didn't even show the yellow to the light of day. There were some horrific challenges and there should have been some yellows and, and definitely maybe one or, or two red cards go about, um, which maybe would have changed that. And those challenges might not go in, but I think everyone knew it was pre-season. Um, but there was nothing nothing horrific over the top. I think the ref would have reacted to that if there had been. Um, but there maybe should have been some yellow cards there. Um, and it was a fantastic afternoon put on by uh, the Tool Station Leagues and all at Bridgewater Town as well. Um, and I must thank you all for your hospitality and warm, and warm welcome shown um, during my time there. Um, I even won some rum in the raffle, um, so that will go down nicely at some point, I'm sure. Um, some of you would have seen. Um, yeah, and I would, I'll definitely be back to Bridgewater later on in the season to watch a Bridgewater game because it feels weird to go have been to a ground now to watch a neutral game um, in, in pre-season. Um, but I will definitely be down uh, down to uh, Bridgewater to see see Bridgie at home um, and hopefully bring the same sort of luck for the same sort of game and, and the technical home team winning. Um, I think I've rumbled on long enough um, about this. <laughs> it, was, it was a great afternoon and it set me up lovely for the season ahead and I'm really hungry for more football. Um, so uh, before that, before I go, I just want to mention, so I met a lovely gentleman called uh, Dave Bayliss. Um, so he's a ground hopper and he's doing, he's, he's from the Devon area. I mean, he's going to try and do 30 grounds uh, this season. Um, but he also does a blog, uh, which was fantastic. He did a blog uh, reviewing this game. Um, it wasn't, it's, it's like, it's not necessarily a match report. It's just a general view on a lot of stuff about life, uh, stuff about how he, how, how he sees the game and how he saw his day. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing more from Dave um, across the season. Um, so go and follow him on Twitter. He's got also possibly one of the best Twitter handles I've ever seen. Um, it, he is at Disco Pistol, at Disco Pistol, 
Pistol. Go and follow him. Um, you'll be able to find his stuff on there. I've retweeted a load of stuff as well from him. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing him at Grounds in the season. Um, as he's a crew fan, and I'm a Swindon fan, we'll be going and meeting up for a beer um, ahead of the Swindon crew game later on this season. I think it's in January, but I imagine we will bump into each other. Um, and it's really nice to get out there and meet people as well, which isn't something you get to do for behind a computer talking about it all. Um, and that's going to be an element I really enjoy doing this across, across the season. Meeting people from the clubs, uh, meeting the fans, but also meeting Grounds hoppers and people that are just attending the games for whatever reason and also finding out what reasons people are attending those games for as well and um, because it's all really interesting why people end up doing it i do actually want to when i see do if you do see any yeah you ground hoppers out there if i do pinch you for an interview that'd be brilliant because i do want to see sort of how you get into it why you started it and stuff and just have a general chat um, and I want to get a few of you on there um, just to see all your different views on it because everyone's different as well because obviously if we all have the same opinion life would be very boring um, but no it's just, I just find that really interesting um, and it'd be good to get people that are likely to listen to the podcast on the podcast um, so yeah I think I've gone on enough for this now so I will see you again probably around Wednesday next week Tuesday Wednesday next week uh, for the start of the main event which will be the preview for the leagues for the Southwest um, ahead of the season starting next Saturday and then I'll review it and hopefully that'll be up on the Sunday, following Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, um, and then previewing it again. And then it's just hectic from there on in, but I'm really looking forward to it. And hopefully um, if we do get to a game next Saturday, I'll see a few of you about. Um, so thanks for listening as always. And please, as always, share, subscribe and review. Um, and you can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and WordPress um, as sort of text formats, as well as Spotify, iTunes, Player FM and Podbean. Really thank you for listening and I'll see you all again soon.